Welcome everyone. This is a vibe. I'm so happy that you guys have tuned in and I'm Jada, your host for tonight. And basically, I just want to really thank you all again for just vibing out with me and taking this journey with me. We're going to talk about some crazy stuff during these episodes, okay? Like nothing... It's off limits. We're going to talk about it all. I'm letting you guys know. I'm giving you forewarning. Sometimes it's, it may be a little explicit. Okay? I'm going to have guests on my show. And they, you know, topics might get a little hoo-hoo over the, over the top. But you know what? This is a place. This is an open space. And we're going to talk it out. Okay? So let's just jump right into the first episode. Um, Today, I just really want to talk about how many times... Have you guys experienced working with people and feeling like you do something and somebody feels like you're copying them? Moral of my stories is about to be for this episode is, for one, I'm from the DMV. So in the DMV, we have this mentality, sometimes it comes off like the crabs in a barrel. Like... It's like we don't want to see other people shine, and I want to break that cycle. I get so sick and tired of seeing that. Okay, so, yeah. um, Let's just go. So, <laughs> I have a really close friend of mine, and she was just basically telling me a couple days ago that she wanted to do some stuff. Like, she, she wanted to start off in a new business venture. And for me, I'm an entrepreneur, you guys. I've never, I haven't mentioned it, but I'm going to tell you right now and just kind of brief it up real quick. I am a business woman. I'm about my business, okay? I have my own skincare line. I'm a graphics designer. I have my own mentorship. And I love to collaborate with other artists. I don't care where the hell you're from. I love to collaborate. Like, to me... That's how you get back to your community. Collaborate. Get back and share the knowledge that you have. It's so much stuff out here. We can all get money together. Okay? Well, basically, she wants to start a new business venture. And I'm all for the shit. Okay? Like, let's let's go. Like, where you want to start? How you going to start? Let's go. Let's do it. And literally, she said something that kind of struck a nerve. Like, Yo, Jay, like, I want to do this, but long story short, she is trying to, she is breaking into, like, the music industry. And I'm all, I'm with the shit. Like, hey, you see a vision for yourself? Go for it. I always tell people, keep moving. You see a vision for yourself? Continue to keep doing that shit. Fuck what anybody else got to think. A lot of times people are not going to see your vision until it's in full sight for them to say, oh, I see it now. Yeah, like, keep moving, keep branding, keep pushing yourself to your full max to get the best potentials out of you. So, long story short, she wants to start and jump into the music industry, and I'm all with the shits. My first question was, like, where you gonna start, though? Like, how you gonna start? Who do you know and connections have you built relations because one thing about it i always tell people like you want to be successful especially starting off in a small business as an entrepreneur it's all about networking all about networking any and everything you do should always be about networking first and putting your best foot forward 
first impressions are always the best impressions. To me, I love her enthusiasm to, Jada, I don't know nobody right now, but that's not going to stop me. I'm going to keep going. Like, that's what's up. So at the moment, she's managing an artist, and her artist feels like he's not getting the recognition he deserves because he feels like he's getting so much hate from people within, whether it's in his family, people he thought were friends, that's not really supportive. But I'm like, you know, people going to jump on your bandwagon when they feel like you're you a little flashy. They're going to feel like you're you doing something. When you stop giving a fuck about what other people think, people going to jump on and they're going to see your vision. But don't stop. So I told her, I was like, look, if this is what you want to do, I'm here for it. Let's go. Like, talk to your talk to your artist. You know, if your artist is having doubts because he feels like, you know, he don't want to end up like... Some of the most prominent artists that we've lost this year, RIP to these artists. We lost so many. We lost King Von. We lost Pop Smoke. We lost, well, we didn't lose Nipsey Hussle this year, but he was someone of significance who literally was all about bringing, investing back into your community. Like, you can make your millions, but you don't necessarily got to go move to the hills to go reap the souls of your, 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 you know, your, your benefits. You don't have to leave your neighborhood when you make it big. You can stay here so people know, like, we good. I just told her, I was like, you know, just talk to him and just let him know, stay focused, but be humble. That's the biggest thing of it all. A lot of times I think we as creators, we get so pig-headed, especially from my area. We get so pig-headed that when we start doing shit, like, we lose our humility. And we have to stay humble. Because at the end of the day, people are going to respect you more when they feel like you're not feeding into that BS. You feed into the BS and now you got beef. And now you to put yourself in a situation because some people, they don't call you bluff. You know, you may be with the shits. But they may be with it more, if that makes sense. We ain't going to go into full depths about it. But that's what I mean when I say stuff like that. I have people in my groups. I know so many skincare artists, estheticians, people, creators. I'm going to call them creators. I'm never going to say that we're just artists because we're more than that. We create. We create digitally. We create financially. Like We're creators. This is what we do. Um, but I have so many people, even for me, when I first started off, like like I told you guys, I I am into skincare. I'm really big on skincare. So (laughs) you can can always follow my social media to see exactly what I'm talking about. I also do makeup. Like I'm a makeup artist. And when I first started out, I used to ask people some of the most biggest, um, individuals that I thought who did like the best and I mean like phenomenal makeup like that shit used to have me in awe that they would have people looking so smooth like skin looking like a perfection that just graced us like ah like honey you slayed that bitch okay I would ask for their tips like I would message them, ask them could they help me. I will pay them for one-on-one sessions. Like, I don't want to bite y'all shit. 
I just want to know how to do it for myself. And no one ever gave me the time of day. I will go, first of all, I also invest in these companies. I will go get my face done by these individuals and real shit. They wouldn't even tell me the stuff that they were putting on my face. I didn't like that. Because I'm like, if I'm paying you hundreds of dollars to beat my face for an event, I want to feel like my money was worth it. I want to make sure that my experience was amazing. Like, don't just... Talk to me about what's going on in your life and you want to know about what's going on with my life. To me, I feel like that's a little too personal, boo. We all know each other like that. How about you wind and dine me before you try to take me home, okay? Like, don't don't try to get that close up in my business. But my whole thing is I'm like, okay, you're doing a service to me. Just like when you go to the hair salon. You don't want to be the person that's always sticking your hands in your hair but you do want to know like oh that smells good what type of shampoo is that mm, that oil smells amazing what did you do to put on my hair like what did, what products did you use to make my hair feel silky not saying like oh yeah i'm gonna take this to go to the next person and make sure but you want to know these things so you can go home and practice practice makes perfect and i will have artists who would not tell me what they were putting on my face. So I'll just be like, oh, shit. Okay, so now I got to figure it out. Like, I don't know if you were using Maybelline. I don't know if you were using NARS. I don't know if you were using MAC. You know, Like, I, I don't know because you're not telling me and you're not even saying, okay, so now I'm contouring your face or I'm baking your face. I literally am self-taught. I had to teach myself. I bought endless makeup when I first started doing makeup. I bought endless makeup like just endless shit and I literally I still to this day I still as a as an artist I still buy endless makeup so like when I do my clients and I get them and they ask me oh Jada because I have so many people who tell me like oh I don't even know what my foundation color is don't even worry about it boo because when you come here trust me when I tell you we're gonna do a skin match I let them take pictures of the products of their shade. I would either even send them like if we didn't if they didn't get the opportunity to take a picture of what I used on them that day, I will follow up and send them a text message to say, "Hey, so this is what I did on your face." Like 9 times out of 10, I'll also post the products on Instagram so people would know like, "Okay, so I use so-and-so, I use Julia's Place. I use the Crayon Case, which are my two favorite black-owned business, makeup businesses. I use Bubble Babes to disinfect my brushes and to cleanse them. Like, you know, I tell them, I give them product details and let them know, like, everything that I use is vegan-based. I care about your skin. I say all of that to say, I give you out that little backstory, just to basically tell you, like, we have to do better. We don't always have to feel like I don't want to help the next person because they might try to poach my clients. Your clients are going to come to you because they're loyal to you. As long as you provide them with the best service possible, they're always going to come back to you. But don't always think just because you do a great job at something that you're always going to keep those clients. Because if your personality sucks and your customer service is shitty... You're going to lose those customers just as quickly as you got them. You may have made a quick $100 off of them, but I can assure you, you will not make another one from that customer if they had a bad experience. 
all of this is to say, like, we as creators in the DMV, we have to uplift each other. We have to stop feeling like I don't want to help the next person up because they may make it before I do. Honey, nobody wins if we ain't all winning together. I'm never going to break bread with people if we ain't breaking bread the same. I've, I was raised in a household, in a family dynamic where we don't let people starve. You sitting at the table with us, motherfucker, all of us eating. Even if that means I'm sharing my food with you, we all going to eat. You never eat in another person's face and be like, oh, damn, I hope you're not hungry. The fuck type shit is that? Who does that? But you know what? I'm not going to say who does that because there are a lot of people who do. I'm just not the type of person. I don't keep people like that around me. I try to express and show the significance of having your team win. I got friends. I got family. I want them to all be on their entrepreneurship before 2020 is over. I be telling them, just start shit. Who gives a fuck if it fails or if it doesn't? Take the chance. Take the opportunity. Please understand, like, I just started my... I've been doing makeup for years, and I'm feeling like I'm just now getting into the swing and the notions of getting my brand naturally jade out there. It took some time, but patience is a virtue. The patience that you have is going to pay off. Just like with anything you do, diamonds are not built in a day. It takes pressure to get that gem. So, you know, those are just things. Like, we we have to do better. (sighs) I just... I want to kind of get into something really quickly. So last night, I did watch the versus battle between Jeezy and Gucci. And, honey, it was a vibe, okay? Like, if you didn't see it, I highly recommend you guys to go watch it. Just like I'm going to highly recommend everyone to go watch, if you haven't watched it yet, the Monica and Brandy versus. Because I want once you're done, I want you guys to compare. Because there are other verses where there were other artists, but they were like those artists from the previous verses. Apparently, like they were cool. Like they had a vibe. It was all about good energy and they collaborated with each other on numerous occasions. So Towards the end of those other people's verses, like, they will play all of the songs that they work with with one another. And they were singing and enjoying themselves. Gucci and Monica. Gucci and Jeezy versus Monica and Brandy. I'm going to do a versus like that. We're going to go into topic about that really quickly. Because that was a whole situation that I really want to talk about. Like, how the mentality and being mature and helping one another. Yes, they did the shit for the culture, and we highly appreciate it because you get your two favorite artists in the same room, and they go head-to-head with their their bangers, like their box. And it just brings, like, a whole concert vibe, like, shit, we all in the house or wherever we are, and I'm hoping everybody's in the house practicing social distancing and not being out and being reckless and careless. Um... But let's get into it. So last night, Gucci and Jeezy, okay, this is a beef that's been going on for years. Jeezy said it was 20. Gucci said it was 15. At this point, it don't matter. Y'all been beefing. 
And I'm only fucking 26 years old. So y'all been beefing that long. Something's wrong. Y'all need to fix it. Boom. Okay. Great. <laughs> we are we put that on the table. So let's let's get into that. So basically, the verses was brought to Jeezy, apparently. This verses was Timberland and Swiss initiated the verses starting with Jeezy. Jeezy extended that olive branch and selected Gucci to be his counterpart in this verse. Which to me, I'm like, it's genius. Because why not? This is just like street battle. Rock battles. Like, okay, this is my opponent. I don't really like you. You don't really like me. But let's have a mutual respect. We could be disrespectful, but it's only going to be about the music. We ain't going to go... And take it to the streets and be reckless after the fact. Okay? Great. The entire night, it's like Gucci came prepared ready for war. He was war ready. It was like he had every record that he made to just comfort Jeezy. And Jeezy is just like, in his mind, Jeezy's like, bruh, my mental is on a different state. Like, you probably would have got me. You probably would have got me if we were still younger, which would have led to more reckless shit. But Jeezy was just on some, like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm about to get married to the love of my life. I got kids. I'm not fighting you. And we don't even know what we're arguing about anymore at this point. Like, first of all, please explain to me. Anybody who's holding on to beef for 20 years, do you even remember why you don't like each other? Because I, honey, I, I know for me, for a fact, like, there are people that I ain't gotten to when I was in high school. But I don't remember why we're not talking anymore. I don't even remember why we was fighting in high school. So, like, when we see each other now as grown women, hey, boo, hey, like, I'm not, what? I don't even remember. And if you still remember, something's wrong. Because why are you harboring that energy, boo? Let it go. Okay? It's, it's, we're going into 2021. 2020 has been shitty. Okay? Let that shit go. Let it go in the past, boo. It's, it's, it. <sighs> woo All right. But still, but, yeah. Like, if you're still holding on to some energy like that, and it's been 20 years, something ain't right. Because if you could still recall what that situation was, then uh, you got too much time on your hand. And you really need to work on your spiritual alignment and open up your chakras, baby. Because it makes no sense to hold on something for that long. Or hold on a grudge of a beef for that long. But, you know, Gucci came war ready. Coming for Jeezy left and right. Talking about his outfit. Like, I don't know if you guys, how you guys watched the battle. But I was watching it on, like, I guess at these versus battles, they have multiple people there to record for live networking purposes. So we can all watch it on different sites. Um, If you watched it on iTunes, I mean, not iTunes, but if you watched it on Instagram, through the actual verses live, then how they had their camera set up, it was front and center. So you couldn't see the people on the side. But if you watched it on YouTube of the person, of people who were recording it live on YouTube, then you would have saw like 
Gucci had a entourage, honey. It was like a club setting. Like, Gucci's entourage had to be at least 70 deep. It was so many people. I'm probably exaggerating, but that's what I mean. Like, it was so many people on Gucci's side. Jeezy looked like he probably had, like, 10 people. And all the entire time while I'm watching, I'm like, none of these people got on fucking face masks. Besides, besides the um, the production team, everybody else was just rolling up, having a whole vibe. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right, okay. And Gucci, like I said, he was war ready. Jeezy came there. Gucci was clowning Jeezy the entire night. Like, your outfit, like, oh, let me take off my jacket. Let me take off this Gucci coat, honey. And I'm still wearing 10K. Look at my opponent. Look what he got on. Jeezy looked at him and basically his comeback was, I may not be from here, but please understand it's all about real estate. Please understand that. And that I own half of Atlanta. That shit right there to me, I'm like, I don't even care what the music's about at this point. Now we talking about grown men shit. Jay-Z has a line in one of his songs. And quote me if I'm wrong, but I can't think of the song off the top of my head. And the verse or the, the statement goes, my swag's different. My wife, Beyonce, I brag different. I brag different when Jeezy made that statement about honey. Okay, you talking about my outfit, but I own half of Atlanta. That's a brag that's worth claiming versus you want to brag about the fuck you got on. We're not saying that Gucci don't have shit. We don't know. Like, it's one thing to have houses in different area codes and multiple houses in different states great but we're talking about like not just having houses but we're talking about like owning businesses having your hands in different pots perfect example of that who i love to reference when i'm talking to my um mentor group I love explaining to them, like, we want to talk about celebrities giving back outside of Nipsey Hussle. Let's talk about Shaquille O'Neal. This man don't get the credit that he deserves. This man has businesses. Businesses. Multi-million dollar deals. And he's an investor in majority of these businesses. Let's talk about Rick Ross. Sometimes you have to see outside of where you started and expand as a creator. Rick Ross is like, okay, this rap shit ain't going to last forever because I put out what I needed to put out. But there's going to be a new wave of uh, the younger generation because music changes for the different ears all the time. Music is universal. Okay, let's not get that wrong. But the more that the young people grow and the more that the generation in this world continues to manifest, the more that the music is going to evolve. So you got your parents who listen to Kumo D, KRS-One. My generation, we don't listen to shit like that. No disrespect, 
there's some dope ass artists, but that's not the type of music we listen to. My generation, we listen to Jeezy, we listen to Gucci, but my my younger siblings' generation listens to Pop Smoke. They listen to Lil Uzi. They listen to Migos, like Atlanta-based rappers, Southern-based rappers. It's a difference. So it's like, you also have to know, like, this shit ain't going to last forever. No matter whether you go or not, it's not going to last forever. Because at some point, you're going to want to sit back and not have to tour just to make your coins. So what's next? What's next you can do? Start investing that shit. And start not just investing it, but trying to get your masters in your music. Get your fucking masters. Rework and reevaluate your contracts. Get your fucking masters and start putting this money into other shit that's going to make you money for your kids. Kids. Think about it. These are things I always say. These are things I always try to promote because I think it's it holds a very value power. Um, but at the end of the battle between them two, even though there were so many shots being thrown, at the end, they both kind of just came together and was just like, it's nothing but love. They even sung their iconic song, So Icy, together. And you can see the enjoyment on both of their faces. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not singing that shit with you. Like, uh-uh. Like, nah, they both like, oh, yeah, I can't, yep, this is my song. Yep. Huh, I forgot, but it was like making this magic in the studio with one another. Like, you could see the complete bliss on both of their faces. And then to be getting off your prideful stand in your soapbox and to just be like, I respect you, brother, to me was so iconic and so respectful and powerful. This is why I want to compare that to the situation between Brandy and Monica. Brandy and Monica, honey, we're talking about iconic women from the 90s and early 2000s who made R&B the pivot stone of classic 90s neo-soul and R&B music. Because, honey, still to this day, you give me a Brandy CD, you give me a Monica CD, and... I'm chill for the whole day. It creates such a vibe for me. Such a vibe. That it was so hurtful to see them fake get along. Not have a genuine relationship. Even if it was like tension that you can cut with a freaking butter knife. At least with Gucci and Jeezy. like It was entertaining to see like, okay, y'all kind of coming for each other, but okay, whatever. Like, you can still kind of sense some love and like, it's just about the music. Well, Brandy and Monica, it felt like it was personal. It felt like they couldn't get past their situation or the beef that's been lingering for years. And I know it's not easy because I know one party just wanted to keep talking about it and the other party wanted to shut it down and wasn't respecting each other's point of view as to why I want to talk about it and why I don't want to talk about it. And then I felt like at the end, they played their best collaboration, which was The Boy's Line. And Monica did not sing along. Like, she did not... 
she did not join forces with Brandy and embrace that love and magic of the song like the fans wanted to, to wanted to see it. So it was just kind of like, okay. And then it was like, okay, so we did. We saw you guys hug it out. But it's it, one o'clock. Uh, okay. Ignore that, please. <laughs> um, it felt like they just couldn't embrace each other enough um, to just be like, you know what, it is what it is. Like, you could see the tension in their face. And if you didn't watch the physical, like, watch the visual um, verses of it, you heard the tension in their vocals. And it was just, like, very sad to watch towards the end. And to me, I'm like, I did see, like, the behind-the-scenes footage after the verses was over and they hugged each other. But it was like, the hug just felt like, okay, even when y'all leave here, y'all not gonna communicate ever again. Like, I felt like y'all did this for the culture, but y'all really did not want to do this for the culture. I say all of that to say, like, we have to do better. Like, I get it. Some things are so unforgettable and you just can't let things go. Or you do let it go and you just prefer not to embrace certain people and certain characters. And I get that. I, I completely get that. I get it 100% because there are some people I am like, you know, I don't remember why we not cool. But, you know, it's best that we just, we stay apart. And it's not necessarily saying, like, I'm still holding on to it. But it's just, I don't, I don't know your energy. I'm all about energy, you guys. Like, I'm all about, if your vibe feels great to me, then we're going to kick it. I don't care if we haven't spoke to each other in years and we've had an incident. If your vibe feels A1 when we reconnect, I'm all for it. That's just me, you know. I'm all about embracing the positivity and moving forward and getting aligned and being on other dimensions outside of here. Like, my spiritual being is just somewhere else. And I'm, you know, I'm blessed to endure this journey that I'm on. And I appreciate you guys kind of just, you know, listening out and riding with me. But... Again, all of this is about don't have the crabs in a barrel mentality. If you got beef with people, let that shit go. Promote and help and motivate others to be just as great as you. Don't eat at the table that other people can't eat at. And you claim that they're they're your squad. That shit don't go. Because at that point, you're looking like a clown. Straight up. So, again, I hope that you guys was able to get what I was talking about. You know, yeah. So, like I said, it's a vibe. And thanks for rocking out with me. Peace and blessings, kings and queens.